Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Anthony, back with another edition of The Fourth Man. Appreciate everyone who is tuning in to episode 90 today. We are 10 away from 100 episodes, which is a wild thought to think about. Uh, We got a great episode for you today. We have an awesome interview on the back end of this with Director of Basketball Operations of the Big Three, Thomas Scott. This is a little bit of a different interview, really, because when we talk to players and coaches, we get more of an understanding from on the court and when they're playing. But For Thomas, who's been with the league for three years now, I believe, or three seasons, I should say, four years in total, we get an inside look on really how a league grows, what it takes to grow a professional sports league from the ground up, and some of the – really an inside look of that. So if you're into the logistics or nuances or or very curious on how or what it takes to grow a league, this is really the episode for you. Um, Outside of that, not a ton to update you guys on. I know the last time that I released an episode – I didn't mention that the big three tryouts were coming up because actually recorded before they announced it. Typical fourth man style there. But this is huge. This is the second time that the big three tryouts are going to be available. They experimented with it last year, worked really well. Devin Sweetney went all the way to the title game and won it with Trilogy. We saw two other guys, Corey Jefferson and Tony Priswell, get an opportunity with Bivouac. And, hey, there's an opportunity for – 10 more people to get a chance to get an invite to the combine and potentially be drafted and play pro basketball, get paid for it, go against the best, some of the best who have ever done it in the NBA and just have an opportunity to be a professional basketball player. Maybe you took a different route and didn't get that chance. The dream is still alive and the big three is giving you that chance. There's actually going to be five locations this year um, outside of two locations last year with five guys being selected from each location. This year, it'll be five locations with two guys being selected from each location. That starts March 4th in Dallas at Jermaine O'Neal's facility, who's former Tri-State captain. And I think he's on the big three board now, but don't quote me on that. I'm pretty positive, though. Um, The other five locations are going to be right after. It's going to be like week by week basis. So outside of the March 4th Dallas tryout, you're also going to have tryout in D.C. on March 12th in Phoenix on March 19th, in New York on March 25th, and in Chicago on April 9th will be the last one. That's all going to be for an invite to the Combine. So there'll be other other guys there, obviously, but you'll get an all-expense-paced trip to the Combine. That's pretty, pretty dope. I don't know any other league that's doing that, and that's gearing up to start of Season 5, which will be June 18th. So pretty dope. We're going to talk a little bit about that as well, kind of the criteria to do that. Thomas is going to be you know, one of the guys who will be at each spot, each tryout spot and kind of evaluating. Uh, He's also doing a lot of recruiting for the big three. So you could be going against who knows who he brings on this year. We've seen him bring on Joe Johnson, seen him bring on Gilbert Arenas. Uh, We get into the backstory about that. So uh, really cool. Um, I just want to reiterate that if you're not already following the show on social media, please do so. Uh, I think if you're really into big three stuff, it will only benefit you. It's at fourth man pod on Instagram and Twitter. 
TikTok is up, not not too into it yet. So I would just highly recommend Instagram year round, Twitter really when the season gets going, I'll update you live when the games are happening. Also updating from an Instagram standpoint, news and notes, um, scores when they're available, uh, whether it's story or post. I'm, I'm usually pretty on it. Um, if you want to watch the show rather than listen to the show, you can do so on youtube.com slash fourth man pod. I know I've stated this in the past two or three episodes, but guys, I'm telling you, I'm going to have some some different content coming out. That's not going to be just for social media. That's not going to be just for audio version. Um, it's all up in here. I just got to produce it and make it come out onto a visual visual aspect. Uh, I got to get a couple more things in place. And once I once I'm able to get few more equipment pieces, uh, I will get that going. Um, but working on something right now, hopefully that'll be out, uh, whether, maybe not before the first tryout, but in between the tryouts. Um, also wanna thank Dash Radio and the Nothing But Net channel every Saturday for providing us a platform to our other listeners out there, whether you're just a basketball fan or you're tuning into us weekly or right now, monthly, for, uh, just for your big three updates. Appreciate you guys, as always. I think I covered everything. Uh, Let's go ahead and get to it. Thanks again for listening. And here is our interview with Tom Scott. Today, we're welcoming on Big Three's Director of Basketball Operations and Assistant Coach with the NBA G League Ignite, Thomas Scott. Thomas, I appreciate the time. Looking forward to the conversation. You've been someone that's been with the league since day one. And I really appreciate the time and look forward to your insight. I uh, appreciate you guys having me um, and then everything you guys been doing to get the word out there about the league and how cool it really is and the special talent we have and um, just the groundbreaking things that we're doing. You guys are always uh, up to beat on everything and we just appreciate all the diligent work you guys have for the brand. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys noticing and I'm really interested to hear your perspective because I think you can really hone in on some of the things that we try to preach week in and week out about the league and just the, the level of talent in here and what really the league is doing from a, a basketball standpoint, um, groundbreaking mm -hmm. as it is. But um, do want to ask a little bit like first, you know, about the G League. This is your first year with the G League Ignite team. Kind of mm -hmm. just want to know, you know, how's your first year been as a coach there and what have you learned so far? Yeah, so for me, I've uh, my background is coaching and skill development uh, from the jump and just kind of being around uh, the game my whole life. I have a lot of relationships and, and uh, different people that I've known along my journey of coaching and being around the, the, the pro level. Um, as far as uh, the Ignite, it's been great. Um, I've been coaching in the G League for over, this will be my fourth year in the G League. So um, it's been great, but this is a whole nother level. Uh, you're dealing with prodigies. Uh, young guys that are going to be drafted. It's very sensitive every game, every practice uh, to be pushed, to push them to maximize their potential of being high level draft picks and keeping them there in that spot. Um, and it's been great because it's paired with veterans that you guys are very familiar with, uh, with Kevin Murphy and Amir Johnson, uh, who, as you know, a champion with Trilogy and then Kevin Murphy being a rookie of a year and yeah. just being a guy that came in and took the league by storm and carried them all the way to the championship. Uh, great people, true professionals, and still high-level competitors. And those guys have great mentors um, 
or, or that the young guys have great mentors in those guys because every day they're showing them the correct way to do things as pros. And that's what this whole uh, Ignite process, a program is about is preparing them to be pros, how to carry themselves, um, mm-hmm. how to create the right habits, right routines, um, eating, uh, strength conditioning, traveling, like everything uh, that comes in. And then they do make mistakes is, is teaching them how to learn from those mistakes so that they don't make those mistakes the next game, but also more importantly at the next level. And those guys have been through it. Amir, you know, he came in out of high school. Um, and so yeah. his value is tremendous because he's been through what they're going through as young guys trying to figure it out. So, yeah, it's it's been great. Man, that's awesome. It sounds like a really exciting time to be a part of something so brand new. I mean, not only with the big three, but with the Ignite as well. Yeah. And you have the opportunity of working with a couple of big three guys, but we've seen a lot of big three guys throughout the G League, um, especially after a, a very successful season four. We see Rio really doing big things, getting an opportunity back in the league. Uh, we see Isaiah Briscoe, who's still a young guy, the youngest guy from this past, like in big three history, I guess I should say, mm-hmm. playing well with the Iowa Wolves. Right. But, I think a lot of times there's like this notion that like because a lot of the guys in the big three are experienced players that there's this notion like, oh, well, you know, why would they join the G League when that's really a developmental league? Mm -hmm. Can you kind of speak to like the importance of having some of those like veteran players and why they're so impactful to to G League players that are looking for their first opportunity to be on on an NBA pro level? Yeah, well, honestly, started even, you know, Further than that, I think mm-hmm. the big three is, uh, in my opinion, when I talk to certain guys that are kind of on the fence um, that end up joining or thinking about joining, it's also a transitional league, right? Because mm-hmm. it can help you get other opportunities when you play well on our platform. As you've seen with Joe getting an opportunity um, uh, with the Celtics, and now you, you see, you know, guys, Mario Chalmers, like you mentioned, Isaiah Briscoe, who we actually played against, which is pretty cool uh, <laughs> this season. I was talking so All much right. trash Mario. Isaiah <laughs> was actually injured the game. We played him when he was with Iowa. Uh, most recently, we just played against Joe and the uh, USA um, scrimmage we had with them. And we can right. talk about that later. But um, it's really important because – when, when some of those teams are looking to evaluate uh, if Joe Johnson can still play or Mario Chalmers can still play, are they in shape? They have recent uh, footage of them playing. They've been seeing them all summer on the big three platform. So it, it helps. You know, it can also raise your value uh, for your next job. Um, and so as far as some of these young guys uh, that are going through the developmental process, um, after those guys – after the vets have gotten a chance like Mario Chalmers to play in the big three and then get accepted to be in the developmental league and see that they can, you know, still play and they're in good shape. They're able to kind of just share a lot of knowledge. And the thing is with young guys, just asking questions, you know, they, they can give you the right answers. I mean, Mario Mm -hmm. played at a high level championship level, uh, most of those guys that are coming out of the G League are probably most likely going to be role players in the NBA level. So, you know, Mario was that and a little bit more. He's made big shots. You know, he's had to play with LeBron and Ray Allen and, and balance those guys getting touches and 
Chris Bosch, and then also trying to find his while carrying out what the coach's instruction is, as being the coach on the floor. So, you know, just being able to transfer their experience, um, answer any questions, but also lead by example, I think is a huge vast value for any organization or any young guy that's really, truly passionate about making their dreams come true at the professional level. Yeah, well said. And I just want to shout out Jody Meeks, too, because he's having an unbelievable oh, year with Raptors right. 905. Fame. Right. And, and that's the it. thing. And Jody, like he showed that he can still make shots in the big three. He still played hard. He defended high motor at a high level. And what a lot of people don't know, as I've been in the NBA uh, for a number of years as well, is when you bring in rookies and you bring in free agents, we have them play three on three basketball just so we can <laughs> test their IQ. Right. And, and mm -hmm. see if they know how to move without the basketball, if they can, um, you know, guard certain situations, um, if, if they can, you know, play within a quick structure, because um, that's the game is kind of played in threes. Um, if you look at basketball, you got the pick and roll, you got the guy coming off the screen, you got the guy rolling to the rim and then you have the back guy that if the man helps the guy roll into the rim, he's the shooter. Uh, mm -hmm. He has to move it out the ball and make that shot. So um, the big three, obviously, the three-on-three -three basketball period is a fun game. But the advantage of three-on-three -three basketball also is that you can't hide. Yeah. And you're involved in every action. You're in offensively, defensively. You're not just waiting on the, on the wing or the corner. You, you're in it. And so uh, I love that we do our thing with the young three to try and introduce – uh, three on three basketball and how cool it is, but how it can also enhance your skill level. Because like I said, you can't hide and you're always involved. I can't tell you how many times I played up when I was really young and you five on five and you're just running up and down the court. You don't touch the ball at all. Yeah. Right? You're just in the corner or whatever it may be, but three on three, you can't, you got to be fully alert and uh, ready to make a play. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think throughout the first few years of the big three, we've seen that a lot of guys have excelled in, you know, playing in that role. But we've also seen guys like it's a little bit of an adjustment, like playing five on five for so long and then going to like a three on three professional league where you have to be dialed in, locked in at all times. Um, and I think people have been exposed for it, uh, you know, early on in the year. Yeah, for sure. this kind of segues into my next question. And you might be echoing some of the similar things you were saying. But on the flip side of that, I think there's this false narrative that the big three is just an old man's league, right? Like, or that it's, you know, that it's just three on three, like Olympic style league. And that's how it's structured. Like the league has gotten a lot younger. The age limit has gone down to 22. We just saw Isaiah Briscoe win fourth man of the year, playing as the youngest guy there and get another opportunity in the G League, uh, potentially that leading to an NBA um, contract. But I think there's a lot of skepticism sometimes in the young players like joining a league that's got like these false ideas behind it. Can you just talk about, or, you know, you know, what do you feel like is a, why do you think it's valuable maybe for younger guys to join a three on three league? Let's say if they're maybe playing the G league or still playing overseas, like, you know, where, where do you feel like the value is there in comparison to maybe playing, playing additionally in those leagues or instead of some of those leagues? Well, obviously that is the challenge um, because a lot of the younger guys are coming right out of college and they're trying to mm -hmm. get into summer league and uh, try to make a roster and this, that, and the other. But 
um, as you've seen, my mission was to try to get this thing evolved into uh, younger guys, uh, keeping the vet. Now, let's not take away from the older guys and the vets and the pioneers that I call that made this thing happen. Sure. Catino Mobley, Steven Jackson, this, that, and the other. But, you know. Not at all. Not at all. Never know, you never know how long their longevity can be playing in this league and how is this thing going to continue uh, if, you know, your, your, your MVP, like a Corey McGetty has a bad knee or ankle and, you know, and he, he can't play anymore. Where does this league go to? So we had to make it younger. And, and to me, it's like, we, I know the fans want to see more alley-oops. They want to see more dunks. They want to see more. Yeah. That's you know, not what it's about though. Yeah. It's not, it's not all about it, but, but what it, what it does is, uh, for me, I want them to understand, like I said earlier, I used the transitional um, term earlier is that this is a professional league. There's mm -hmm. other ways to make it. There's other uh, outlets that you can, you know, showcase your talent. And Big Three is a platform that can provide that. Uh, I know a lot of people or a lot of young athletes go with the traditional route with their agents telling them, you know, you have to do this, that, and the other. But there may be a situation where, you know, they may be be trying to get to the NBA and this, that, and the other, but how are they going to make their money? You know? So mm -hmm. if, if the summer league doesn't pay or, or, or you know, their G league contracts uh, don't pay enough or, or whatever it may be, um, this is another way for you to provide, provide for yourself and also showcase your talents. Um, and, and that's really what the big three also offers. And that's to me, I want them to know that this is a high level uh, professional environment that's very competitive that can help you get to wherever you need to go. And if you are overseas, uh, there's this window. This is what makes Big Three so special, the summer where, where mm -hmm. you are working on your game and maybe you are paying these trainers to do this, that, and the other that help you get your next contract. Why not play in the Big Three, get some exposure, stay in good shape, keep your, your game sharp, and then also have a little extra money to 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 whether it is pay your trainers or whatever it may be to to get right for your next opportunity and maybe get a better opportunity after you play with the big three. That's a great point. And I just want to add additionally that this is where um, I'm, you know, I don't know how true this is, but this is where I feel like there's a lot of value in the sense like you're getting to suit up for eight to 10 weeks out of the summer alongside champions guys who have been in the NBA and know what it takes to get there and stay there. Mm -hmm. Hell, half the coaching staff is part of the NBA 75. So that's valuable insight there. I just saw the big three social media pages post about a couple of the Ignite guys, Dyson Daniels, Scoot Henderson, yeah. talking about how valuable it was to be coached by Rick Barry and Gary Payton. And I right. feel like there's a lot of um, intangible value just, you know, just there, just like being alongside and being coached by some of these players and, and former players. Yeah, and, and that's one thing people don't really know too much is that the big three is a big family and mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of support uh, that goes way beyond the season. I can't tell you how many guys have reached out to me about how's Kevin Murphy doing over there with the Ignite, you know, how's Amir doing, or, you know, different things like that. And um, it is it, it, it's, it's valuable and when you when you're able to create those relationships and, and ties you got somebody that's in your corner that you can yeah. always lean on and and maybe you don't have that type of access to a gary payton or whoever but now kevin murphy who did a great job 
you know, for three headed monsters, he's always, he can always reach out to Gary. If he's got questions about whatever, Hey man, my technique on defense is this, that, and the other, how, what do you think I can do to get better at it? He always, he has that, that resource now, you know? So, um, yeah, there's so much value in playing in the big three off the court as well as on. Yeah. And just a, a prime example of that family is Jerry Jack winning the title, winning mm-hmm. the MVP of that game and shouting out Kevin Murphy for an unbelievable performance and season. So that, yeah. that was awesome. That, that was, was awesome. That, and, that's and, one of the best clips of 2021, no doubt. This is a very selfless act by Jared. Um, you know, Kevin, he's he's still pretty young. Mm-hmm. Um, highly competitive. I mean, we'd love to see him continue to make his basketball dreams come true. And the big three with w- has loved to put him on that stage to get the recognition he deserves. And shout out to Jared Jack, because I think that was an amazing moment when he had the stage to actually share it with somebody um, as high ca- character as uh, Kevin Murphy has. So Shout out to Jared Jack for that. That was amazing. 100%. Want to take it back a little bit to kind of your the the start of your big three career. Um, This Mm -hmm. is a question I ask a lot of the players. You know, how did you hear about the league? But for you, an even better question is, what was the vision that was laid out to you initially, like when being asked to come on? Um, Well, how I got involved – First and foremost, I uh, I watched from from afar, and I used to be uh, I used to train uh, Rasul Butler, uh, rest okay. in peace, rest in peace. Yep. Yeah, and uh, you know he was with Power and the Ball Hogs when it first started, and a little bit with Katino Mobley, um, and they invited me to come to Week One in New York, the first inaugural week. I mean, I, and I couldn't make it because I just had my daughter and we had something going on. And so from then I would just watch the games and try and see what we needed to work on uh, to get ready for the next week for Rasul. Uh, when Rasul passed, it was very devastating for me and the league and a lot of people involved. Um, and I was asked to, to speak at his uh, funeral and, uh, and during the repass, I met, uh, one of our equipment managers, uh, Mac, who a lot of people know. And he's just kind of like, look, I know who you are, this, that, and the other. I don't, I think there's some things going on. Uh, I think you'd be great for the big three. From then he called Q right then on the spot. And he's like, you know, he didn't, he didn't answer, but uh, take my car, let's stay in touch. So we stayed in touch. Uh, At the time I was coaching high school uh, as well as training people. And uh, at Crossroads High School, if you're familiar with, you know, okay, yeah, yep. uh, we won the state championship that year. And uh, on my way, uh, first, uh, I had a meeting with Cube. Uh, for me, being a, a Southern California guy, you know, uh, it was more than just somebody that was influential in hip hop. Uh, as a director, in my first date was going to see Friday. <laughs> so just in my life, it was just a lot that I could connect Cube to. But uh, he asked me a lot of real questions about, you know, who I was, what I do. Uh, just some Los Angeles ties questions he asked me. I won't go into detail. <laughs> and um, and it was I was shocked. And then um, he kind of told me, said, look, you know, um, 
you kind of you, you have a lot to bring to the table. You know, we're, we're kind of going through a, a bunch of people. Uh, I, I think you got a strong chance, but I have to talk to everyone and see what they want to do. On my flight to go to the state championship game, I got a call and um, they basically told me uh, we'd love to have you. And so I was really excited about that. Um, incredible. I mean, you know, I hate the fact that, you know, I lost a brother of mine um, in the journey to get here. But um, I do feel like he's still with me and, and had a lot to do with me getting here. Um, and then from there on, uh, I kind of just jumped on it and it started as the combine. It broke down what the combine was. It was the cornerstone to the season. Teams are going to be for the first time getting together and everybody was there. And it was a lot to take in just for me. I'm a basketball enthusiast. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, immediately I'm, I'm talking to Dr. J, Clyde Drexler. I'm working for oh Clyde Drexler. Um, and I, I was in awe. I was I didn't feel real to me, uh, you know, yeah. uh, especially coming from a tragedy. And uh, and then, you know, you got guys like Darius Miles and Quentin Richardson in there, Corey McGee, like all these guys are at the tryouts. And I had to come up with the structure of how it was going to work, how everybody was going to be evaluated, how everybody was going to be seen. And I, I thought I did a pretty good job. Uh, um, and it was like so many guys, man. And I, I was like, this yeah, is man. incredible. Yeah. Gary Payton is over there. You know, Steven Jackson is over there. Um, and they're, we bring it in. They're all looking at me to figure out what, what the instructions are to make this thing work. And being a coach, I'm familiar with that space, but there's still mm -hmm. that feeling deep down inside, like, wow, Iceman is right over there looking at me and waiting for me to <laughs> tell where to go. This is and, all after uh, you're like – insane yeah. interview that you had with ice cube like yeah yeah so you know we're getting things together it was at uh santa monica college and wasn't too far from where i lived and worked and so it was and then then from there we went on to the draft uh so i didn't have any influence on who was coming in the next year it was already kind of set and done mm -hmm. and and then we had our my first season which was a, a lot to juggle it was a, a, a very a good challenge for me. We made it through. We had a great season. Um, you know, power were the champions. Um, and then, you know, it was amazing. And then that's when my, I thought my skill set really came in. And that's when I didn't even realize that I was going to be responsible for recruiting. And um, at first I was a little overwhelmed. I was like, well, how am I going to do this? this? Is like 200, 300 names on here. And then um, I just started to connect some dots, man. Um, mm -hmm. I, I just I kind of looked at, OK, who played with this guy? Who coached this guy? Who's represented by this guy? Uh, how does how can I make this happen? And then, you know, just filling up the draft pool. But it, it kind of starts from the top. You know, you got to have your captains in place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we had expanded. We had new teams. And the first one we added that I think was the domino effect was uh, Gilbert Arenas. Yep. And, and uh, Gilbert Arenas had been flirting around the big three. He was at the game court side in L.A. Um, and I reached out 
And there's another thing too, the players in the big three, like I said, it's a big family. They're very helpful and they really love this brand. Yeah. Um, and so I, I kind of reached out to Deshaun Stevenson, got a good relationship with him. Shout yeah, out D yeah. Steve. And he's telling me that him and Nick Young and Gilbert were on a group text about the big three. And no I way. noticed, wow. yeah. And I noticed that he had a, uh, a podcast. Mm-hmm. I noticed he had a podcast, no chill podcast. And so I'm like, man, I'm just talking wild. I said, man, we should just, <laughs> we should just bum rush his podcast, give him a t-shirt and a basketball and tell him if he's serious <laughs> about playing basketball, he should join the big three. And D-, D Steve was like, that's actually a great idea. And I was like, Oh, he said, that's the kind of guy he is. So, you know, there's still like a college recruitment side yeah. to this thing, you know, for sure. Uh, and then it was kind of like having the guts to tell Cube, like, hey, Cube, I think we should bombard his podcast. And um, Justin Williams knew um, a producer on the show who also works within the marketing department here. Mm-hmm. And um, he, we just kind of like, he did it the proper way of like, hey, let's see if we can, is, is there any way you guys want to have Cube on? So I had to try and see if Cube would want to do it. And at first he's like, I don't know. <laughs> We've been down this road. I was like, you know, please, Cube, just give it one shot. Let's just give it one last shot. We'll let it. Wow. We'll, we'll let it go. Uh, and he agreed, which was I'm so thankful for Cube that he agreed, because when we went down to do the show, uh, Gilbert was just asking questions about like, well, when does it start? How long is the season? Who do you guys play to? He said, Oh, well, I'm in. I want to do it live on the show. Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing that. I didn't realize the background behind it, though, was like a one-time shot, like all or nothing almost. Yeah, like kind of went on as a guest, but Gilbert kind of just was like, I'm all in before we Cube even asked or brought it up. You wow. know, so once that happened, I knew it was going to make some um, momentum and, 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 and kind of get, get out there to the people. And I just wanted to ride the momentum. Yeah. Uh, before Gilbert, I had a lot of back and forth with Gennaro Pargo about Joe Johnson and, um, another big domino know, effect. Yeah. Season three. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot going on at one time. Um, Joe, if people don't really know, he's not the, he's a very nice guy. He's an unbelievable basketball player, but he, he's not the biggest talker, you know, he, he does his thing and, and that's that. He goes home. Great guy, though. Um, and Gennaro Parko's like, man, I think Joe wants to do it. I think wants I think he wants to do it. I said, like, well, have him call me. I'm trying to call him. He won't answer. And it just it nothing was coming about, right? And so um I left it alone. I kind of kept it to myself because I didn't want to get people's hopes up and then it drops, you know. For sure. So I, I decided, I was like, what is, I'm just looking at guys like, what is Josh Smith doing right now? And um, so I knew guys that knew him. And I said, look, man, I'm trying to come to Atlanta for a day. Um, if, they, if he's going to be in the gym, I want to come to the gym and talk to him. So I, I go I go to the gym and uh, well, it's set up. Deion Glover, shout out Deion Glover set something up where a lot of the guys play ball at and Josh happened to be there. Um, along with Mahmoud, 
along with uh, who else was there? Sounds like a Dion bunch of was there. Dudes. Murph could have been there. Jack could have been there. No, like a, those no? guys okay. weren't there. It was, okay. was kind of random. <laughs> I can't think of who else was there. It was a couple of dudes that didn't make it, though. Anthony Johnson that was in the draft pool. Um, but anyway, I got a chance to talk to Josh, and honestly, he wasn't very interested. Um, oh, wow. he was He was a little – I don't want to say he was disrespected, but he was just a little – like had, had his guard up with me for sure and what i told him was like you know look man you know people play in this league for different reasons you know the financials uh just the kids to see him play some people just love to continue to play basketball just love mm -hmm. it you know i know you're in a situation where you know you don't need the money you know um I know that you're good enough to play overseas or in the NBA or whatever, but I do know one thing it's been a long time since you've been on TV playing basketballs. So if, if, if there's something that, you know, you're trying to get, I know you're not going to go and do, you know, in the minor leagues, um, you're past that. Come play in the big three. You're working out. You're in great shape. Come play in the big three, get some exposure. And then, you know, if you're training, you don't have to go in your pocket. You can use this money, however, to, to get you back ready. But use this to get you current footage of you playing and, and getting you to the next gig or whatever it is you want to do. And just get that joy yeah. of you just playing again. For sure. And he was like, you know what? Just take my number. So we talked. And then it it came down to who he wanted on his team, you know, and um He's like, I want Will Bynum, I want Anthony Morrow. I was like, man, those are those are great guys, man. Yeah, they can play. Great additions. Yeah. And so that was done, and then I want to say that started making a little bit, but then Joe came, and 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 then when Joe came, Joe had told me he just apologized. He he was going through a lot. He had just lost his mother at the time. Yeah. And, and I was like, look, man, you know, my condolences first and foremost. You know, um, here, if you need anything, um, you know, as you know, we'd love to have you. It's just like we just kind of got to kind of get things in motion. You know, if you can let me know who you'd like to add, um, we can just go from there. And, I, I you know, take your time. Mm -hmm. He said, yeah, I want Al Jefferson and I want uh, Gennaro Pargo. And I was like, wow. Like, so now things are starting to come come together, you know. Right. Um, and so like those, as you know, the expansion teams are going on. And then, uh, we had, um, Andre Owens, he went out and he said, look, I got Greg Oden. I want to say Brandon Rush. Yep. If I'm not mistaken. And, uh, and we talked to Greg, he wanted to do it. And no, I think it was Shannon. Shannon Brown. Yeah. Shannon Brown. Was. Brandon was the next year. Uh, but yeah. So then next thing you know, that team was was set and then we were we basically had new additions and i want to say that year took the big three to a whole nother level uh i would say then we had draft we had splash alerts that was really yeah. to me really cool because it got the fans talking got them excited about who was coming in and then i remember i went on a limb myself i was like man i gotta get frank nitty in here and, you know, during that time, we already had like Steve Blake, 
who was in the splash alert. Everybody mm-hmm. wanted to get in that splash alert. It was a bunch of different dudes. Uh, some dudes got drafted. Some people got picked up late. Some people didn't get picked up. But the funny thing was we got Frank Nitty splash alert and his likes and everything went up crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think like at that moment and just some internal stuff, it was like, you know, who is this guy? Like, like, where did he come from? I'm like, trust me, this dude, I sent some links around to the mm-hmm. league. Like this dude has been tearing it up every summer in the Drew League against some of the top pros, all-stars, superstars yeah. in the yeah. NBA right now. And he's young and he has a really big young audience. So I felt like if you add those names and you add guys like Frank Nitty, you know, younger dudes that, you know, the younger audience, you know, social media, YouTube audience sees it's like, oh, wait, he's playing in the big three. I need to watch this. So talking about the evolution, really, that that season three brought with the additions of all these bigger name players. Well, first off, you're kind of living, living my off season and hope like my dream in a sense, just because <laughs> this is what I do every off season, uh, speculation mm-hmm. season. Think about like, who mm-hmm. could join the league? Who's tied to who? Who used to play with who? Who's still playing? Like, who's still in shape, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's fun that you're like, getting to do it in a real-life scenario, essentially. But I think you're really spot on in that season three brought a lot to the table. And one thing I love about the big three is there's uh, – I think there's a lot of change, but there's a lot of change in good ways. Because I think we live in a, a day and age where people love to, like, get on, like, a 2K and, like – put people with like put players with other players and see how they interact. And I almost think you get that in the big three. A lot of times we've seen captains join up with other captains. We've seen guys like, for instance, for triplets that saw Teddy, Gennaro and Joe, who's playing college together group up. And I think that's one of the really like doper aspects that the big three brings to the table. Looking at like all the seasons, I feel like we've really seen kind of a like a theme or a growth process within each season. Like season one, we saw trilogy uh, just really bring it. Like they were the hungriest team. Like we, I think a lot of teams didn't realize from the jump how much effort and competitive competitiveness you were going to have to bring. And trilogy brought that for ten straight weeks, and is the only team that's been undefeated. I think year two, um, you kind of mentioned power went on to win the title, but I think we really saw the uh, the benefits of and the evolution of coaching schemes and culture. It was really driven by the addition of Nancy Lieberman, you know, her mm-hmm. being the first woman to ever coach a men's professional team. You, mm-hmm. you honed in on season three, Joe Johnson, his strong MVP season, along with a couple other big name players. But I think two, season three also like kind of put the the, league, the world on notice that one, the league is here to stay. The league, the league is enjoyable, fun and entertaining but that it can also be a viable pathway potentially to NBA gigs or professional gigs, whether it's a G league or an overseas route, just putting more of that footage. Um, I think that there was a couple of guys like Xavier Silas and Josh Childress mm-hmm. who had that opportunity prior to mm-hmm. Joe, but I think Joe and his big season um, and then getting that Pistons tryout camp mm-hmm. uh, invite. I think we, you know, we saw that. And then season four, you know, the season that we just coming off of, we saw the emergence of competitions, saw a big rule change, like bring the fire and the excitement that can bring to the table. All that being mm-hmm. said, my biggest question is, you know, what can we as fans expect from season five? 
you know. Well, first, first off, uh, I want to say thank you, man. Um, what started out as a huge, a big challenge turned out to be a lot of fun, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, in terms of, you know, piecing things together. And um, yeah, that that's, that's to me, the ultimate compliment really kind of coming into season three, where I felt like I really had a lot of influence of people joining the league and grabbing a Mike Taylor, finding a, you know, a Chris Johnson, yeah. you know, like finding these guys that I know can still play um, at a high level. And, you know, the, the, the Greg Odens, the guys that maybe we were a little cheated of seeing uh, the way we wanted to, um, you know, due to injury or whatever it may be and uh, have them as household names in the big three. Um, and then there were a lot of guys that just didn't get picked up or picked up in the draft pool that I thought would be great. Um, that year, yeah, like Daniel Gibson, like I said, yeah, Steve Blakes, you had a lot of different dudes, um, that were, that I thought would have been great in the league. Uh, and then it only just kind of, uh, spilled over to the next year when you got more guys that, oh man, I see what you're talking about. Let me, let me get in this year, you yeah. know? And, um, you know, obviously we had a postponement of a year, but like getting guys like, you know, Isaiah Austin and, Huge. um, yeah, Leandro Barbosa, who was trying to get involved Huge. from year three, uh, that finally got in and then immediately made an impact. And then talking to guys that are on the fence, like Jody Meeks that came in and was like, man, I love this league. Um, you know, those things, man, they mean a lot. Obviously, like I said, I know you do a lot of research and you do your diligence and, you know, you're like the ultimate fan here of, of what the big three does. And also a key part of, uh, of keeping people informed of what we're doing and where we're trying to go. Uh, so, you know, like I said, I appreciate it because a lot of times I, I feel like some of the things I do are, are really unnoticed, but I know nah, they're appreciated. <laughs> I know they're appreciated. Like that, um, that goes like the reasons the fan get a more entertaining, mm -hmm. entertaining experience starts with what you're doing on the back end. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a grind, you know, um, as far as season five, I feel like you're still going to uh, get the same gritty basketball uh, competitive high-level basketball that you've been used to seeing uh, for those that haven't got a chance to really peep out big three full the full season if you just tuned into the championship then you're going to see the momentum you know spill over into season five you know the guys are are very interested and uh, very motivated in, in, in coming back and, and putting their talents in on display um, and the league is just is happy and motivated to get them uh, back out there to the fans. Um, right now, uh, I'm doing a lot of work trying to get some new guys involved here. Um, it's uh, a lot going on this year, obviously, with COVID and, and different things. Um, but uh, we're still trying to make uh, a big splash, continue to make some big splashes this year. I uh, can't really speak on those guys yet. That's fair. But, I was going to ask you that yeah. question, but I didn't think you'd be able to talk on it. But. Yeah, but I will say that we are trying to really expand our international uh, fan base and uh, talent pool. Uh, we saw how much Dusan Balu, you know, made an impact uh, this year and uh, this past year. And, and obviously the year before we were trying to get him in, 
mm-hmm. and he had, you know, FIBA obligations and different things like that. It took a couple weeks this past season, but you saw that he is a promising player. So we want to get more guys uh, from around the world. Uh, you saw Barbosa, you know, how he made his impact and, you know, the fan base for the big three co- continues to grow because um, basketball is a global sport and three on three, as you see now, is so much more respected. Uh, and I would like to say the big three had a lot to do with that as it's an Olympic sport. And I won't get into all of that right now, <laughs> but, but uh, we would love to see more of our big three players involved in the Olympics as we feel like we have the best three on three players in the world in our, in our league. And there's some that we would love to see them um, that aren't in our league yet that are internationally see where they measure up within our league. Uh, because it's it's the same rules. Obviously, we play fireball three, with yeah. like you said, you're bringing the fire, which is an unbelievable moment in in in, in the game. Uh, letting the ball tell the truth, tell the story. You know, nice. the ball doesn't lie. <laughs> so you know, I was on a call earlier today with a very high level, top level international three on three player, uh, one of the best in the world. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to get him involved this year. And uh, if we get him, it'll be a great splash. But you can expect high level competition, some new additions. Um, and, and just every game you see is going to be a great game. You know, mm-hmm. there's going to be good matchups. And be like, oh, OK, I like him going up against him. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Or, yeah, oh, who is this guy? Let me see. And then uh, you, you won't be disappointed. Yeah, I'm going to just say, I know you can't speak on anybody, but someone I've been crossing my fingers about, someone I think people forget about, and I think there's a couple of fan pages out there on Instagram, social media that highlight him every now and then. Would love to see Monte Ellis. I think he would thrive in a big three oh, setting. Yeah. But, you know, that's a conversation yeah. for a, maybe off the record kind of no, thing. No, 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 we, no. We, every year we're aggressively trying to get – you know, Monte Ellis and any name that you could come up with, we mm-hmm. thought about, uh, we aggressively try to get those guys and, uh, you know, some things, you know, limit them from, from playing with us or they have sure. other things going on, but every year we try. Don't think <laughs> that we, we're le- leaving those, uh, those doors closed. Uh, we, we, every year we, we reach out and uh, I will, I can throw some nuggets out there because I would love for the fans to kind of get on their case too, uh, you know, Gerald Green is a guy yeah. I'm, I'm really trying to get involved. As you see, uh, he's been playing in the G League right now. He's Crushing still athletic. Yeah. yeah, he, you know, I, I spoke with him while he was coaching with the Rockets and um, uh, he was uh, very excited to be a part of it. We just got to make it official and uh, you know, he's somebody right now that is in still in great shape, still athletic, still can score, uh, still has the bravado that, you know, I think the big three embraces. Um, and then, you know, a lot of you guys been seeing, uh, what was it? Is it uh, Dancing with the Stars? Oh, with uh, Shump. Yeah, trying to get yeah. Shump. You know, he would be he another great addition. Did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I was in his ear before all those. <laughs> don't get it twisted, you know. We, we're we're trying to get these things finalized, and there's some other guys out there um, that we're trying to get. But 
I mean, if you big three fans, you guys know their uh, social handles. Tell them this is a great decision to be a part of such a great league and have some fun with the game again. Yeah, 100%. You guys want to see those oops. You definitely better be knocking at Gerald Green's doorstep or his mm-hmm. social media pages like every single day, just making sure you're poking him a little bit. Um, I know mm-hmm. Michael Beasley was another guy that you guys were reached out to, oh. and he kind of he made that known on his social media pages. Oh, you saw that. <laughs> you don't miss anything. Nah, yeah, you know, I try not to. <laughs> yeah, every every year I'm trying to get him, uh, different guys like that. Um, you know, Mike, he has a lot of, uh, you know, skill, a lot of game and a lot of pride. And, um, you know, I, it, to me, he's a high level talent and should and could still be at the NBA level. 100%. Um, and, and it just kind of going back to you know, the conversation I had with Joe Johnson, I mean, uh, Joe, Josh Smith, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, let's, let's get you back playing and having fun again and on, on television, mm-hmm. uh, on a good platform where we're not, you know, trying to hold your game back and we're not trying to, you know, uh, let you not be yourself. You know, I think, you know, he's a very intelligent a guy, I got a chance. I met with him personally, um, talked to him more than a few times on the phone. Very intelligent guy and, and somebody that's misunderstood. And I would love for this platform to really showcase who he really is as a person and also what he can offer as a player. Because he's definitely more than an athlete. Uh, he's a very um, smart guy, a thinker, um, and he analyzes everything. And I just want him to know if he's tuning in or we can make a clip of this, that the big three would be a great place for him to be himself, showcase his talent, have some fun and bring that joy back uh, of the game that I know is deep down in there because he's working out every day. I see it and uh, I'm going to pay him a visit real soon. Hey, if you're, if you're listening to these, hey, the message has been sent. Very underappreciated. You've been working with Rio. Maybe you can arrange something where they're on a team together. I, I, I'm just throwing out ideas there. but It's been yeah. conversations, man, <laughs> but, you know, there's a lot of things. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen yet, but for sure, um, I would love to have him in a jersey that has this logo on it. Yeah, same. I'd love to see him in that one and be purchasing one, put it behind me on this wall right <laughs> here. So, uh yeah, I think we got the the same, or I think we're aligned on ideas there. Mm-hmm. We talked a lot about the prominent players who are trying to recruit guys that maybe are underappreciated uh, that we want to bring in and give them a platform to have another chance, have another opportunity. But the cool thing about the big three is that we don't the, the league doesn't just give opportunities to former NBA players or professionals that haven't gotten the chance on the highest stage. But as of last year, has also been given opportunities to those guys who taken a different route and, and maybe haven't ever been a professional, but have a lot of game and hoop a lot. And saw that in the big three tryouts where they were hosted last year. You guys had two spots in Dallas and D.C. Saw three players from the tryouts play in the league. Saw one player go from trying out to a big three champion in Devin Sweetney. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think it's such a, a cool thing to do. Now you guys are, are running it back, but this time it's going to be in five different locations starting March 4th in Dallas mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. former former Tri-State captain Jermaine O'Neal's facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, only going to be two spots instead of five spots per location to have the same amount of players. Mm-hmm. But 
uh, I want you to talk about that a little bit more. Uh, just like kind of the opportunity that that guys have and just Ice Cube again, just bringing another like just him being a visionary and being like, you know, adding another innovative part to the league. You know, how can people how can people get involved with this and how can people try out and maybe be the next Devin Sweetney or even a Corey Jefferson or Tony Criswell, who had a lot of success uh, once they were called up? Yeah, well, first and foremost, shout out to Ice Cube and Jeff. Uh, I'm leaving any stone unturned trying to find as much talent as they can. Um, and anybody that feels like they deserve a chance uh, and, and maybe didn't go the route, like you mentioned, of getting an opportunity to play professionally. You know, we're giving people an, an opportunity all over the country in five different locations. Um, to showcase what they can do in our tryouts. And they can sign up on our website, uh, big3.com, and they can they can get an opportunity and uh, be evaluated and see where they stand. And if they, they do pretty well, then they get an opportunity to be invited to the combine. Um, and so I just think it's a, a, a great opportunity for anybody that feels like they got what it takes that's at home, that's how I'm better than this guy. I could do this better than that guy. Man, in my day, this day, okay, well, you get a chance to prove it now. And, you know, it's kind of like the eight mile, right? Like mm. we're looking for the B rabbits, you know what I mean? <laughs> like we're, we're, we're trying to find the guys that, um, you know, putting in work at the 24 hour fitnesses or, or the lifetime fitnesses, the guys that, you know, maybe they're not the traditional style of play, but they can get it done. Uh, same rules apply. You still got to be able to move it out the basketball. Still got to be able to defend. Got to put the ball in the hole. Got to you know still be coachable. But we're we're giving them a chance, and mm -hmm. I think we're the only professional um, league that is willing to give people an opportunity off the street. Yeah, I think it's a cool opportunity. And just for clarification, I know that this has kind of changed as the league continues to evolve. There's obviously going to be. Um, changes and flexibility, but I know in the past it was, if you had professional experience, it was an automatic bid to the combine. <clears throat> that was expanded to international players where we saw guys like David Hawkins, you know, uh, or if you had international experience, you know, you got a chance to get an automatic bid to the combine. Now, yeah. as the league continues to grow and more and more people want to join the league, you know, you've kind of had to tighten up, um, you know, or I guess be a little bit more exclusive in a sense, but can you clarify like, you know, what you need or what classifies you as like needing to go through a tryout as in comparison to like being a bid for the combine already? Uh, well, for the most part in the, on the combine, it's still a, a invitation. Um, okay. So, you know, we get people that reach out, we do our background checks and, you know, if they do qualify the criteria of playing overseas or play college or fit the age requirement, then uh, they can get a bid to the combine, you know, the thing is, uh, right now with a with a lot of the COVID stuff going on, we want to make sure we have a lot of the high level dudes that are are still, you know, uh, able to play and in good shape. You know, um, so as far as the tryouts go, that's more so for the guys that maybe didn't play college, uh, maybe okay. didn't play pro, maybe they played high school, maybe they didn't play high school, maybe they're unbelievable in their adult league right now you know, and they feel like they, they got a shot. Um, maybe somebody didn't get a chance because they got injured and, and now they're healthy again. 
and now they get a chance to go through the tryouts and, and start their journey there. So pretty much that's the requirements for all, okay. of, uh, all of them. Perfect. Just wanted to clarify. So mm -hmm. you, someone like me, someone like, you know, someone like you, if you're listening to this podcast, season five tryouts for the big three of 2022 start in Dallas, March 4th. They're also in four other locations, DC on March 12th, Phoenix, March 19th, New York, March 25th, and Chicago, April 9th. And you can sign up for tryouts at big3.com backslash tryouts for all details. Anything yep. you want to add there? Man, I wish I could try out. I'm willing, <laughs> I'm willing to, you know, you know, pay the fee, try out, and see if I can get drafted if Cuba let me. Yeah, <laughs> that's a conflict of interest right there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you let me, then, hey, I'll play, you know, because uh, I love the game that much. Last thing I want to ask you, uh, Thomas, real quickly, and I've appreciated the time. Um, I haven't been able to ask any play. I haven't had too many players on since the end of season four, just for various reasons. But I, I asked a lot of this, a lot of players leading up to the addition of the bring the fire rule, how it would be, you know, obviously no one has been through it yet. Now, after a season of that rule being added on, what, uh, you know, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, I feel like now we can get a, a really good perspective of what your thought, like people's thoughts are on bringing the fire and the rule. I mean, it, it's fun. Uh, it's a, it's an unexpected moment that, you know, makes people put their drink down or put their nachos away, or, mm -hmm. you know, and, and turn the volume up because it's a, it's a key moment. I mean, I, I think, you know, going back from the old school where like ball doesn't lie or you would shoot for it, you know, uh, to, to handle the discrepancy um, when you used to play. Like now it's like, man, let's just play ones for it, man. Let's just, yeah, let's just go ahead and get it done. And, and it's a lot of credit offensively. You know, those guys got to be able to score. But defensively, you, ha you had Isaiah Briscoe hold his own. And it's fun to see somebody stop somebody in that situation. And I love to see how guys get amped up after that whole bring the fire moment uh yeah. you know and, and so uh it's a key moment it's uh it's very valuable to the team yep. and and i think for basketball uh incorporating that and not going to the cameras all the time um i think it's just really cool it's fire yeah it's fire for sure and <laughs> if uh, you want to see a the best example of the year in my opinion Check out Enemies Ghost Ballers Week Two. Craig Smith against Elijah Stewart. Thought I was one of the best bring the fires of the season. But yeah. also, too, that being said, guy who tries out for the league, makes the combine, gets drafted, could go up against someone like Joe, go up against someone like a Josh Smith. Yeah, man. And if you you have to want to jump in this thing knowing that that's what you're hungry for, mm -hmm. you know, not to just go through the process, but I know I can take Joe. I know I can take Jared. I know I can guard this guy. And and I think you have to have that confidence in yourself uh, to, to, you know, believe in yourself that you can get that far. Because if you do get that far, those guys are not running from you. So you got to be ready and they're going to bring the fire. So you got to be able to bring it yourself. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate the time. Thomas, if there's players that are listening to this that might have some NBA experience, where can they find you at? on social media or just in general well i can i can be fine on, found on my my social media handle um uballtraining.com um it's y-o-u-b-a-l training.com uh i'm not very fast on it <laughs> but uh i'll get back to you um 
you know, as you see, I got a little bit of my hands full right now. Um, but uh, definitely, you know, you can also reach out on the Big Three website as well. And that will also kind of, you know, guide you in the right direction on where you fit in in this process. 100 percent. Appreciate the time. I want to just say Big Three tryouts 2022 start March 4th in Dallas and continue on to April 9th in Chicago. Appreciate the time, Thomas. No doubt, man. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys, man. Keep up the good work. Appreciate it. All right. That was our interview with Thomas Scott. Just want to say once again, we really appreciate his time. Got a lot going on being an assistant coach for the G League Ignite, which is in season, and then also gearing up for season five of the big three, which in a growing league is whole, the next season is always going to be the biggest season. So he's got a lot on his plate. And for, uh, for him to give us a little bit of time, it's highly appreciated. Again, tryouts are March. The first tryout will be in D.C. March 4th. If you haven't signed up, you might need to get on it, uh, or you might need to hit up one of the other tryout spots. March 12th, it will be in D.C. March 19th, it'll be in Phoenix. March 25th in New York, and April 9th in Chicago. Again, that's a chance to get selected, want be one of two people selected to get an all-expense-paid trip to the Combine to ultimately – and potentially get drafted to a big three team to play this summer. Season starts June 18th. Don't miss out on a chance. You know, this might, the door doesn't close. I'm sure they'll continue to do this as we, as they continue to see success with it and find hidden gems. Uh, you could be that hidden gem. So if, if you feel like, you know, you have the confidence to go against someone like a Joe Johnson, to go against someone like a Isaiah Austin, or, you know, a Justin Dimon, you, na you name the guy. Go ahead and put your name in the ring uh, and go to the go to the tryout and see if you can get that get selected to go to that combine. Again, make sure you're following the show at Fourth Man Pod, Instagram and Twitter. Watch the show on youtube.com slash fourth man pod. And every Saturday we're on the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio. Just want to say appreciate you guys again for tuning in. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.